Happy New Year. Welcome to the Erie First Podcast, the weekly message series featuring Pastor Nicole Schreiber. Have you made a New Year's resolution this year? It's this time of year that we look back and reflect on the year that has passed and make plans for the next one. Today we're joined by Pastor Daniel Brooker, and he's going to examine this idea of moving forward into a new year while looking back at the old one to help us make the most of this transition time. Pastor Daniel is going to remind us of several important things we need to remember in order to maximize this year to its fullest. We think you're really going to enjoy his message. So let's get started today. Here's Pastor Daniel. How many of you love like the new year fresh start kind of feel? How many of you guys could say you're like a fresh start kind of new year feel person? All right. Either you're all asleep or you guys are all very anti-New Year, fresh starts. I don't know which one, but I'm just going to go with that, all right? But this is an exciting time, and we get to come through, and we get to come together and talk about, hey, what was last year like for you? What was this upcoming year? And so today, I've really been praying about it and thinking about, it, like, what does it look like to move forward with looking back, right? Moving forward and looking back, uh, because... It's something that this time of year, we most of us at some point or at some fashion in some way do this, right? So let me start off with this, though. How many of you like the outdoors? All right. There we go. All the people who didn't like the new year like the outdoors. Okay. Oh, wait. It makes sense. We live in Erie. Usually those don't go together. You're not outside this time of year a lot of the time. But... I am an avid outdoorsman. I, if you know me, if you know me personally, rather than just the person who stands up here on stage sometimes, I love the outdoors. People would ask me, what do you like to do? I said, if it's outside, I like it. You know, pretty much was my motto growing up and things. If it's fishing, hunting, hiking, camping, if I can get muddy, even better. All right. If it's outside, I love it. So some of you might be connecting with that already. And my main one though, is hiking. How many are out there? I love to hike, all right? Because, get this, I know you're just going to shock you, I thought I was Lewis and Clark, all right? When I was a kid, yes, I was the kid building fires underneath my parents' pine trees in the backyard, fighting off the wild turkeys, which were probably just morning doves or morning pigeons or stuff like that, all right? But I thought I was Lewis and Clark, and I was going to go on an exploration. I was going to find new places. I was going to go and explore the world of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, in the backyard that was fenced in. But... I love to hike. And even now as an adult, I love to hike. My family loves to hike. And this is something that we really, really enjoy. So this past year, we got the great opportunity to go to Sedona, Arizona. I don't know if any of you have ever been there. Absolutely gorgeous. If you haven't been there, try and put it on the list of things to go see. A beautiful area just uh, north of Phoenix. But uh, everyone laughed when I said I was going there in August. I don't know why. Um, it's a little bit different. But... Sedona, Arizona was beautiful, and what we did when we were there mostly was, you can probably guess it, hike. We hiked, and we were able to go and explore and visit the Red Rocks region. Now, again, I grew up here in Pennsylvania. I'm a PA, born and raised boy, and I love it here, and hiking in PA is one of those things. When you hike here, if you are familiar with it, there's trees with paint markers on them to tell you where you're going. All right. To tell you where you're going, to give you guidance, because uh, I could share a whole gamut of stories of how Daniel Brooker did not pay attention to the trees, and he knows better than the markers, and learned his lesson with that. But that's a whole other sermon about following those markers. Uh, but in Arizona, 
They don't have those tall trees there when you're climbing these mountains. They don't have these tall trees in some of the areas where we were at. Instead, they have what they call cairns. They have these piles of rocks, these trail markers that are there to show you where you are going. Here's a picture of, of some kind of cairns. So these piles of rocks and stones that you follow. And so today, as we're looking for, or as we're moving forward and looking back, I want to examine maybe some Karens that we should have in our lives, some things that should be there to guide us. And specifically, I love this. I, there's a story in the Bible where a Karen is made. A, uh, a Karen is made. And so I want to talk specifically about that. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and start turning to Joshua, the book of Joshua. And so in this book, we get to read this story that we're going to read together here. And at the end of it, they make this beautiful marker, this Karen. And so let's just start off in chapter 3. Verse 1, early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to Jordan where they camped before crossing over. And after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God, and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go. Since you have never been this way before, but keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits away from the ark and don't go near it. So Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. So if you're familiar with the story, so again, the past before this, past couple chapters, before this kind of time, we kind of are exiting, they've exited Exodus, they've exited uh, Egypt, and they now have kind of, Joshua has taken over command from Moses, and God has appointed him, and it's now the time to go into the promised land. It's now time to go into the promised land, the promised land where God had said, hey, this is where I wanted you to be all along, all right? So let's move into it, and they come to this Jordan River. So they camp here at this Jordan River, and they begin to kind of, Think, where are we going from here? And so my kind of my first point that I saw from reading this is, as we're looking at moving forward, is what or who are you following this year? What or who are you following? And as we look at this story, so up to this, this has been a miraculous guidance through the wilderness, through the thing. They've been, uh, they've been following clouds. They've been following a pillar of fire that has been representing God. And they come to the Jordan, and God says, don't stop here. Follow my presence follow the ark. When you see the ark of the covenant, which was representative of God's presence, and the Levitical priests, so the people who were in charge of that, when they go, follow my presence. They had never been to the promised land before. There was no Karens. There's no trail markers. Now, some of them have maybe gone and explored before and kind of said, hey, we should go this way. But if we remember that story, 10 out of the 12 said, no, let's not go this way. And that's why they had to wait a little longer to get there. So this is all new to them. The entire tribe of Israel, the entire country is going and going, hey, how do we get there? And it says, God says, follow me. This year for you, we can take the same concept for us. When God says, hey, I'm going to be asking you to go places maybe that you have never gone before. I might be asking you to do things that you have never done before. I'm going to be taking you to uncharted territory. And God says, first, follow my presence. Follow me, and I will show you the way. And I will show you the way. Because it can get really easy off track. Again, any of my hikers out there, it can be really easy to get off track if we take our eyes off of what or who we're following. 
It's easy to look and move forward and saying, well, I don't have to worry about this if I, if I can just keep track myself. But God says, no, don't, don't worry about doing it yourself. Look at me and follow this way. One of the areas that I kind of use to check this and I want to kind of encourage you today is this. Check it with your prayer life. Because you might be going, well, how do I know who I'm following? So hopefully most of us have a pretty healthy prayer life here where we're praying in there. And one of the things that I've discovered, and I, listen, how many of you guys have ever talked to someone and after you talk to them, you go, well, that was actually more for me than for you guys. I'm preaching to myself today. Let's let you know, okay? So today, but we check our prayer life, right? And in our prayer life, we need to be careful and have realized that we've been praying not for what is next, but what God is calling us to be. So don't pray for God to bless where you go or what you do without first praying if that's where you're supposed to go. And sometimes I check this even with my life because at times I find myself praying, God, please bless this because I'm going to be doing this. Or God, please bless this new job that we're going to do. Or God, please bless this business venture. Or please help me as I financially step out. Or God, help me to achieve this. And maybe this year as you're looking at the goals of 2022, you're saying, God, bless this. And God's going, I never told you to do that. I never told you to go there or do that or say that and things like that. So the first step as we're looking to move forward is what are you following? Are we following what we want or are we following what God? So check that prayer life. Don't pray for God to bless where you go without praying of whether or not you're supposed to go there. And that's what you're supposed to be do first. And they might be good. They might be things that we are really good things. So you're like, why would God not want me to do that? But we don't want just good. We want God, right? We don't want just good. We want God. So this year, rather than starting with asking God to be with you with whatever you do, ask that our hearts be aligned to him. Ask that our hearts be aligned to him. And that should be where we start with 2022. Is God, take everything else away. If you stripped everything else again, God, let my heart be aligned to you. And what do you have for this year for me in 2022? The New Testament writer writes this in Colossians uh, 1, 9 through 14. He says, we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance, patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. There's a lot of words in there that all relate to him, his, his knowledge, his wisdom, his understanding, powered according to his glorious might. Again, 2022 is going to be a very tiring year if you and I try to do it on our own might. 2022 is going to be a very tiring year if we try to move forward in the things in our own knowledge and in our own wisdom. Because I will tell you right today, Daniel Brooker does not have enough wisdom or enough knowledge to get me very far into this year if that's what I am basing it on. And I think you mostly would agree with yourself, hopefully, that you would say, listen, I need something other than myself. So as we enter this new year with a lot of goals, a lot of things that we want to accomplish, a lot of things that we want to follow, we need to look for the direction from the Lord and begin to, what it says here, consecrate. If you remember that verse, it says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. How many of you want to see amazing things in 2022? 
How many of you want to see God move in the areas that you have been praying and in the areas that you say, God, I know you have called me into this. God, I'm ready for you to move. Well, that first word there, consecrate. Consecrate. Some versions say sanctify, right? Some versions say sanctify. Basically, it explains that we need to prepare, that we need to set ourselves apart to be different for what the Lord is going to do. You see, we focus on the Lord. God says, hey, prepare yourselves. I'm going to do something great. So maybe you're sitting here today going, 2021, I was done with that. I was having a conversation with my brother this past week when I got to visit with him. And he says, does it feel like the past two years there's been more of like an angry angst at the end of the year? Like everyone's like, forget you 2020, forget you 2021. Like everyone thinks that like getting angry at the past year makes the next year better or something like that, right? Well, maybe what we need to do is go, God, 2022 is yours. And we focus on you and we prepare our hearts. We begin to sanctify. We begin to say, what do I need to do to set myself apart? What are some things that you yourself need to do to set yourself apart? Maybe it's choosing that reading plan. Last year, we read through the Bible together. Many of us did that. Maybe it's trying to do that again, or reading through a certain area. Maybe you want to get through the New Testament. What are some things that you say, God, I need to do some things that set me apart, that set me into your, that refocus me into your heart and align it? Reading our Bible, taking time to pray, to fast, taking time to give generously to church, to people around us, to those in need, to the neighbors that are across the street from you, to those around you. How do we look generously and set ourselves apart? Memorize verses, things like this that could seem small, but what could they do to change your daily habits? That way this year, 2022, does not look like the same year because we're moving forward aligned with God's heart. Let's look at what happened next year. So Joshua 3, verse 14. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. And now the Jordan is at flood stage during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, as soon as they reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. Maybe. While the water flowing down the Sea of Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. As we're moving forward here, as we're looking to move forward, we must understand you serve a God of the impossible. You serve a God of the impossible. And today, I don't know what you're looking at or, or, or what you're like, but maybe it looks a little impossible, right? See, this story here. I grew up in church. I had that great blessing, that privilege. And then I've worked with children for many, many years. And so this story is one of those ones that I've told time and time again. I've colored the coloring pages, all right? I've seen this story. And I don't know about you, but when I've seen this picture of this story and with that scripture I just read there, it looks more like Conneaut Creek, right? It's like this little creek, and it has like the couple guys holding the ark and stuff. And it's like, ooh, there's a little Iowa that walks through, and it's beautiful and glorious. And... That is not the picture of what I just read there. That is not the picture of what I just read there. You see, I've crossed creeks like that. Um, and I've even, it says it's at flood stage. I've done some stupid things in my life. All right? I know. Why are you laughing? Why are you guys like, like you know something? All right? I remember I told you I like to hike. In college, some friends and I decided it was a great idea to be Bear Grylls. All right? And go out and, you know, 
not take anything with us and let's cross the flooded creek, all right? We made it across the creek. Well, I was upriver. He was a little bit further down because he got swept away. But that's still a creek. This is a raging river at flood stage. So that picture of the little coloring page that we all got to see was not accurate. It wasn't the, exactly what had happened. It was a raging river. And at that point, I'm sure the Israelites were looking at it going, there had to be a better place. And dear Jesus, or dear, actually at that point, dear Yahweh, they're saying there has to be a better time. Because the river was raging. And I want to ask you, can you guys relate to that today? Can you relate to that? Where you're looking at something where God has brought you to the prefaces, the the edge of a river or edge of something in your life, and you're looking at it going, God, there has to be a better time, and there has to be a better way. And maybe you're looking at it today or even this next year and go, God, Okay, I'm gonna go pray. I'm gonna take a couple steps back here. I, gotta, I obviously had a bad burrito or something, and that wasn't you because this river is not right right now. This thing, this obstacle, this barrier is not the right time. But if we're following God, we're listening to his voice, we are going in, in his presence and aligned with him, God will bring us to a point, or God will bring us to places that we need to cross. And in our eyes, it may look impossible, but like I said, we serve a God of the impossible. We serve a God who has done the impossible. This first shows that because even as we look at this and in the geography of it, it explains specific location where it piled up, right? It says it piled up near the city of Adam, and the city of Adam was 20 miles north of the Jericho Ford. So based off of research and scholars believe that the Israelites crossed the Jordan where they believed they did, they believed that the river was actually dried up for several miles. It wasn't some little aisle way that they crossed there because, again, a whole nation is crossing over this. For miles, the river stopped. It piled up. And it stopped right at that exact time. So, again, this year, as you're staring at something, as you're looking at something, some news that you got, some uh, business venture, something that you said, God, you're calling to me this, but it doesn't look possible. God says, listen, before you ever stepped foot there, I stopped the river 20 miles up. Before you ever got to the impossible, I've already been working the impossible in your favor. So God, if he's telling you to go, it's time to go. If God says move forward, you move forward because he's a God of the impossible who is there on your behalf. And what you don't see is that maybe he already put things into play 20 miles up your river to make it possible for you today. This year, as you're staring that know that God is a God who does things different. And as Isaiah, he says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. He does something different. As we've read through the Bible, he did something different when he told Noah to build a boat when it never had rained before. He did something different when he told Naaman to wash in the river to remove an incurable disease that at that point he was going to die no matter what. They did something different when he came to a young virgin girl who said, hey, you're going to bring the Messiah that we've been talking about for the past however many weeks, all right? And it looked different for Israel, Gideon, Elijah, David, Peter, Paul, and so on. You see, your impossible situation, don't look at it through your eyes, but look at it through the eyes of Christ. And he's looking at it, and it looks different. Pastor Quint always quotes obedience in a direction, right? Obedience in a direction, faithfulness. You see, direct that we need to be obedient and follow this and listen to the Lord's different response and follow him this year into 2022. I want to continue with my story. I like telling stories. So 
I know you're all sitting on the edge of your seats wondering what had happened to Joshua. So, chapter 4 here. Church of chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, spoiler alert, they made it. All right. The Lord said to Joshua, Choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan and from right where the priests were standing and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, and if you take up a stoler on your shone according to the number of the tribes in Israel to serve as a sign among you. Because in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones are to be a memorial to people of Israel forever. You see, number three, to continue moving forward, we must look back. We need to remember the faithfulness of God. To move forward, we must take some time to look back. We must look back and remember the faithfulness of God. Because again, you might get through one river of the impossibility, but I can tell you at some point, there's probably going to be something else that's going to happen. Because when you cross that Jordan River, in this example, there's a Jericho. There's a Jericho. And if we don't take time to remember the faithfulness of God, you're going to turn back around and go, I'm thinking a city right next to the Jordan River right here sounds great. That sounds like a fantastic idea. Let's just stay here. God told them, take those stones, take these, and put them there so that that way you have a reminder. And not just take any stones. He said, take stones from the middle of your trial. Take stones from the middle of that obstacle. Take stones from the middle of that river to remind you. You see, God is leading you through a time, or maybe has led you through a time that you said would be impossible, but he has showed you the way, and now he wants you to share that testimony. Because this, as they said here, do this so that you can tell the future generations, that you can tell them, and when they ask, what do these stones mean? So what do those stones represent? For years, the, uh, people would often build monuments of stone used to remind future generations of God's salvation and grace towards them. God wanted them to place those rocks there. So that way their children would know who God is and what he has done. So that way there was a peace to talk about. You have a peace to talk about. You have something that God has done in your life that your future generations need to know, that this church, this future generations need to know. Don't fail to share the story. Share the story. Share the moment. Tell others about it. Share it so that we can see the beauty and the faithfulness of God. And that will do this. Because when you remind others or the next generations of God faithfulness, you remind yourself. When you remind future generations or others of God's faithfulness, you remind yourself. And today we often struggle with uh, Godnesia. I, I, I may have made that up. Godnesia, a state of forgetfulness in which a person forgets all that the Lord has done for them. So hopefully today we're not suffering from Godnesia where we're forgetting this. It's this amnesia where we forget the faithfulness of God. But when we place that reminder, we share the faithfulness. We say, God, hey, listen, what, this is what God did to me. I'm going to encourage you. It encourages yourself to go, hey, I got this other thing that's now kind of happening in my life. But you know what? God did this before. He can do it again. God did this before and he can do it again. And maybe for those who are crossing the Jordan go, hey, do you remember that time back in Egypt when he did it at the Red Sea? They might be remembering this. 
And it's something that we need to do for when we move forward is use that testimony. We're not staying in the same place. As a church, as an individual, as a community, we're not staying in the same place. Again, if the Israelites would have been enamored with what God did there at the Jordan, they could have stayed there, but they would have completely missed out on what God had truly had planned for them in the future. Today, we can be amazed at what God is doing in your life, but you're not meant to stay there. Move forward but don't forget to look back. So they moved forward, and it was a good time that they would be able to do that. So this year, I believe we're moving forward. Hopefully you believe that too. And people are setting resolutions and goals and expectations for this year. I mean, I'm going to do a little quiz here. How many, do you know what the top five New Year's resolutions would be? Someone yell, someone yell one out. What do you think a top five New Year's resolution would be? Lose weight. That was number two from the study. Exercise more was number one. I feel like they go together, to be honest. Get organized. Learn a new skill or hobby. And live life to the fullest, according to this survey, were the top five New Year's resolutions. Now, maybe you could be sitting there saying, hey, I had one of those on my list. But this year, as we look forward, maybe we need to adjust our list not just to meet the goals that you and I have set before us, or not just to meet the goals that we say, here, this is what I feel like I'm supposed to do, but maybe we need to look at these goals and go, God, what are your goals? What is your desire? What is your plan for 2022? And But we start and finish with going, God, thank you for what you've done before. Thank you for your faithfulness. Because as I look forward, I want to remember to look back. So do these, these three things this year. Remember who or what you're following. Are you following the presence of God? Are you trying to do what is right to accomplish that? Or are you letting him lead you? Number two, remember that we serve a God of the impossible. So when that impossible barrier stares you in the face, go, God, you look at this differently, so open my eyes. Open my eyes, open my heart to see what you see. Number three, remember to look back as you look forward and remember the faithfulness of God. Can we pray today together? God, you are so, so good. And as we go into 2022 here, Lord, I pray that it is not a year like every other year. I pray that it isn't a year that people get to the end and grumble and complain about what could have been or what could have happened or what it was for them. But God, I pray that next year at this time, we would be standing in a celebration of your faithfulness, of your goodness, because we chose to align with your word, because we chose to align with your heart. And God, we can say that we have seen God do amazing things. God, I pray that today that someone would have encouragement as they face the impossible, as they face something that looks impossible in their eyes. I pray that today that you would give encouragement, that you would give strength, Lord, that before their feet ever reached that spot, before they ever got there, you had things in place and you were at work for them. So God, I pray that you would move in a mighty, mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Eerie First Podcast. Please give us a rating on your podcast app, subscribe so you never miss a message, and share it with your friends. 
You can follow Erie First on Facebook and Instagram or visit eriefirst.org for all our latest news, announcements, and information. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.